it takes a lot more energy to burn through preconceived notions and old ideas than it does to actually reach your goals. Hi, hope you are well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. Exploration is the most natural activity for any human being. It's the one thing that defines us as a species, that allows us to keep making ourselves who we are and makes the gap between us and the other species in the most meaningful way. We want to know. We want to learn. And in most cases at least, we want to do better. This episode will be about exploration. And by that I mean looking inside as well as looking outside looking what's inside of you, as well as what you can explore in the world around. Because in some sense, exploration cannot be divided. Either you're curious, you want to know, and you want to learn, or you don't. And exploring one idea, or one area, one part of the world, will encourage you to do better in every other area of your life. At least that has been my experience so far. There are only two modes of being. One is when you keep the status quo, when you don't want to do anything you absolutely don't need to do. Unfortunately, this is very common for many people, at least in some phases of life. I have known my share of that. I don't want to go there ever again. The other one is of practiced openness, of learning to love learning, of being open as a condition of life. Because you learn over time and as you build your skills and abilities that you can pretty much tackle anything that comes along. If you look back, 10 years, 20 years, 50, 100 plus, the inventions that have been made since in communication technologies, in all kinds of fields where we didn't even think 50 years ago that we would have powerful computers in our pockets that would connect us with all the people and all the knowledge that humanity ever produced. We didn't even have a concept of that, let alone reality. And the time it takes to make new discoveries, to create new inventions, gets smaller and smaller. And this is why it is super important to keep up to date, to learn about what is new and how to use it to our benefit, rather than to our detriment. And we live at an age where we can learn more easily 
more skills than ever in the history of the human race. It can take minutes, hours or days to learn skills that were unheard of just a short time ago. And this is why it is particularly useful to become more of a generalist, more of a renaissance man or renaissance woman, if you will. Because most people around you will probably not take the plunge, will not resolve to make their lives better and those of the people around them as much as you might. And that distinction alone will make you stand out in all kinds of ways. You can think of a simple and practical skill like giving a first aid. If you don't know anything at all and somebody needs help, you might just freak out or freeze because you just don't know what to do and how. But then you learn the basics and you will know that you need to stabilize the person. You need to make sure they're breathing. You make sure they don't hurt themselves. And just these basics will make you stand out and will make you a leader who will take charge easily and efficiently in a way at a time where other people won't. We live at an age which emphasizes a lot of knowledge about a particular niche or a particular area of knowledge. But we don't need to know everything about everything. We can't. What we can do is master the basics of all kinds of fields. And if you have these skills that you can comfortably use when they are needed, this is what will make you much more appreciated, much more competitive and much more competent in an array of life situations. So you can learn all kinds of things, all kinds of skills, looking inside and outside. Both of these are equally important, but the more important direction to take, at first at least, really is looking inside. It is about learning how the human psyche works, how emotions work, how we make decisions. What makes you in particular tick? The more you learn about yourself, the better you will be able to make life decisions, the more comfortable you'll be making them. Ultimately, how far you get in life and how useful and interesting you make the journey. So you'll learn how you work, you'll learn how to do better, then you'll learn the skills about how society works, what forces are at play there, and you can expand from that to make a lasting impact that will still be here when you are gone. It is this kind of education, and this is mostly self-education, that one day will be critical to the survival of the human species and to our continuous development. There has been a growing divide with all those leaps in technology and in science between the scientists who are on the edge, who are pushing the limits, and the rest of us who do not even try to keep up. I think it is our responsibility as citizens, 
as voters to be informed, to keep up to date. Otherwise, things will happen like we have seen, where uneducated, narcissistic or incompetent leaders will take charge. Because we lost our touch and we stopped caring much about facts, about science, about the real world. We need to take our responsibility back. And the best way to do that, to start caring again, is to educate ourselves, to stay in touch. We need to close the gap between the frontier and our everyday life. Not just in our knowledge and our ability to make informed decisions for us and for the people who come after us. So learning will make all the difference. And there are some skills that are more transferable than others, such as leadership skills, the ability to take control and lead a team at a time of crisis when other people won't, when other people can't. People skills are really big. The ability to explain to people, persuade, encourage to do their best. If you study psychology and people skills, this will help you in a range of everyday situations and will be a serious step up from what most people will do. As you keep learning these skills, you keep growing so that when a crisis hits, you will not be the same person you would be otherwise. You can become your true self because you know just enough to be able to act. Typically, the most difficult stage of learning new skills, of changing one's life, is the beginning. It's kind of like when you want to leave the Earth in a rocket, or in the Saturn rocket. There is a big rocket that you are sitting on top of, but most of it is just fuel. The fuel that you need to overcome the force of gravity, like the habits that we all have, and the social influences. So this is why in the Saturn V rocket, almost all the weight is just fuel. You have three stages, as they call it, separate fuel tanks and rockets that will detach. The first one, the biggest, it's just for getting you above the atmosphere to reduce air drag, which will then detach and burn in the atmosphere. The second one will help you to achieve orbit, to achieve the velocity at which you will not go down again. The third one then, the smallest, the third stage, will allow you to go to the moon, or to go to Mars, or to achieve whatever end destination you've set for yourself. In the same way, when you're changing a habit, you're making a change in your life. The first stage is the critical one. It can be the slowest, but it is the most important. You need to do it. As you're rising in altitude, things become easier. There's less air molecules to slow you down. The more you get above preconceived notions, 
your beliefs about yourself and your abilities, the easier it is to aim for your goal. And when you've achieved the orbital velocity, in the rocket, after stage 1 and 2 are complete, you achieve orbital velocity where you don't move up or down. You're no longer slowed down by the atmosphere and you're not flying off at a tangent. You keep the altitude that you need and you can focus on the goal without any air drag. All three stages are important. The first one is critical. And when you've done this for a while, when you've been learning new skills, achieving your results in a controlled, meaningful way, you can sometimes increase the power in your rocket to get to a higher altitude. Or you can go closer to the ground, depending on what the situation calls for, and you can still be in control. In space travel, it takes about 5 miles per second, or 8 kilometers per second, to stay in orbit. If you increase the speed by a little bit, you'll reach the escape velocity. And you don't necessarily want that. Neither you want to be dragged down if you slow down too much. But with practice, it becomes much easier to get to the range of altitude that you need to have the perspective on your life. On what you do, what you need to do, so that you'll have the independence in thought and in action, in your convictions, that you can aim for the goals that you need in life. And you can get to them easily, naturally. You can use the situation you find yourself in to your advantage. Because you have enough altitude, enough perspective, to use one more analogy with spaceflight, there's a reason why the sites for launching spacecraft are as close to the equator as possible. For example, with the Baikonur, or in the case of the US, Florida. They're as much south as possible, as close to the equator as possible. And the reason is, the rotation of the Earth in itself moves us at a speed. And as the Earth is moving at its axis, the speed is the highest at the equator. The speed is about a thousand miles per hour. And what it does is, when you launch a spacecraft, it'll add to the speed that you need to produce to reach the escape velocity. So just the fact that the Earth is rotating will help you get the altitude that you need. In the same way, your life situations can be productive, can be useful, or can be counterproductive. And it's important to read the situations and align yourself with the goals that you have. So that in the end, you can maintain the altitude that is the most useful for you. That as you burn through the first stage and the second stage, you can cruise along, always having your goals in sight and only needing minute adjustments 
to always reach the next goal and then aim for the one after. You're the master and sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, share it with your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.